This is a Federal News Network podcast. Coming up on today's Federal Newscast, the White House wants to make it easier for agencies to repurpose funds for coronavirus response. GAO wants you to be on the lookout for misuse of coronavirus stimulus money. And there's already reports of fraudsters looking to take advantage of the current state of affairs. These stories and more in today's Federal Newscast. Welcome to today's episode of the Federal Newscast. I'm Eric White. Agencies are getting the green light to repurpose funding and equipment to help with the response of the coronavirus pandemic. The Office of Management and Budget issued a class exception that provides additional flexibilities to donate medical equipment purchased with federal assistance funds to hospitals or medical centers. This is the third memo where OMB is trying to ease the burden of federal financial regulations and provide additional flexibilities. Several agencies, including NARA, GSA, and EPA, have donated masks and protective gear to medical facilities. The Pentagon plans to use the Defense Production Act to buy more than $100 million worth of medical masks. More from Federal News Network's Jared Serbu. Officials plan to finalize contracts today that would spend $133 million on N95 respirators. DOD says it will use Title III of the DPA to award the contracts. That portion of the 1950 law is normally meant to shore up the domestic supply base and not to force companies to make goods for the government. The Pentagon says the ramp up in production will happen over the next 90 days, eventually boosting domestic production to 39 million masks. Jared Serbu, Federal News Network. Federal retirees have a new place online to enter their information to receive a stimulus payment through direct deposit. The IRS launched a new website last week, which allows Social Security recipients and other federal retirees who did not file a tax return in 2018 or 2019 to enter their personal banking information. This means retirees have a chance of getting their stimulus payments more quickly. The IRS will send paper checks through the mail to those who it does not have direct deposit information for. New White House guidance details how agencies should ensure stimulus money is handed out with speed, accountability, and transparency. Federal News Network's Jason Miller reports. Agencies must report all stimulus spending on a monthly basis to the Office of Management and Budget, the Pandemic Response Accountability Committee, and the Bureau of Fiscal Service. This is one of several deadlines OMB outlined late last week in guidance to agencies to ensure oversight, transparency, and accountability of the funding from the CARES Act. OMB told agencies to maximize the use of existing transparency portals like usaspending.gov and standards from the Data Act to achieve the right balance of speed and transparency. I'm Jason Miller. With more than $2 trillion in pandemic stimulus going out the door, the Government Accountability Office urges federal employees, contractors, and the public to report suspected fraud to its hotline. The stimulus spending bill requires GAO to report on its oversight of that money within 90 days, as well as issue bi-monthly reports over the first year of stimulus funding. GAO says tipsters can submit claims online or over the phone through a secure connection that can remain anonymous. The Naval Criminal Investigative Service is warning sailors, Marines, and federal workers about an uptick in card-cracking scams. Scammers are pretending to be debt consolidators and offering grant money as a thank you for service and then asking for personal information. If you suspect you've been targeted, immediately discontinue correspondence, change your passwords, and notify your bank and command. NCIS urges service members and civilians to never provide their bank information to anyone. 
A Georgia resident is under arrest for allegedly trying to fraud the Veterans Affairs Department out of $750 million for personal protective gear used to respond to the coronavirus pandemic. The Justice Department says Christopher Paris tried to sell 125 million non-existent respirator masks to VA in exchange for large upfront payments. Paris is charged with wire fraud and faces 20 years in prison and a $250,000 fine if convicted. Veterans Affairs takes its next step in the pandemic fight. More now from Federal News Network's Nicola Grisco. The VA is shifting medical personnel to New Orleans to help with the coronavirus response in Louisiana. The department activated its disaster emergency medical personnel system. That system allows VA to ask for volunteers to work in especially hard-hit areas. VA is looking for employees who have experience with ventilators and intensive care units. Employees who finish a 14-day deployment in Louisiana will get a $5,000 award. VA Secretary Robert Wilkie says these deployments are a normal part of their department's disaster response plan. I'm Nicola Grisco. And more leadership changes at Veterans Affairs. Karen Brazell is VA's new Acting Assistant Secretary for Enterprise and Integration. She's been VA's Principal Executive Director and Chief Acquisition Officer for two years. VA Secretary Robert Wilkie says Brazell has played a key role in managing the agency's medical supply chain during the coronavirus pandemic. Brazell replaces Melissa Glynn as the Enterprise Secretary. Glynn briefly served as the point person for VA's electronic health record modernization, but it's unclear who has that responsibility now. It's officially been a year since the Homeland Security Department had a permanent secretary. Kirsten Nielsen left her job as DHS secretary a year ago Friday. Acting leaders have run the department since then. House Homeland Security Committee Chairman Benny Thompson says the lack of permanent leadership will inflict lasting damage on DHS, especially during the current pandemic. He says there's no indication the president will appoint a nominee to lead the department. Democratic leaders of 20 House committees are asking a Council of Inspectors General for feedback on legislation to protect their independence. This comes after President Trump removed former acting DOD IG Glenn Fine as the head of the Pandemic Response Accountability Committee and fired Michael Atkinson as the Intelligence Community's Inspector General. House Democrats introduced a bill last week that would give Fine another shot at leading the IG committee by expanding eligibility to deputy IGs and the senior staff IG offices. And National Guard advocates say it's time to reform Title 32. The order allows the National Guard to deploy with federal funds, but troops stay under the jurisdiction of state governors. The title also gives troops benefits they would not have otherwise. The National Guard Association says the red tape involved in putting guardsmen on Title 32 may be hurting service members. For example, a guardsman who is injured on the job and not on Title 32 can't visit a military treatment facility. Currently, 19 states and one territory are still in the process of getting Title 32 authorization. Currently, 19 states and one territory are still in the process of getting Title 32 authorization for coronavirus response. You can find more information about these stories at federalnewsnetwork.com, search Federal Newscast, subscribe to the Federal Newscast on Podcast One or Apple Podcasts, and follow us on Twitter. Our handle is at Federal Newscast. You can also stay up to date on your agency's response to the coronavirus on our coronavirus resource page. I'm Eric White. 